This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Labor Day is upon us, the Labor Day long weekend. And of course, for, well, as long as I can remember, that has meant CFL football. And of course, coming up uh, this weekend, we have the Elks and the Stamps renewing acquaintances as they do every year in the Labor Day Classic. Interesting times for the CFL, interesting times for the Edmonton Elks. So to walk us through where we are as we uh, take this checkpoint this time of the season, we're going to chat with Morley Scott, who is the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Elks, and he also does uh, sports on 6.30 Chad Mornings, and Dave McIver, who is the morning sports anchor on Mornings with Sue and Andy on 770CHQR and the sideline reporter for Stamps broadcast there. Um, Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking some time to join me this morning. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. So I don't know if we're going to call it. I don't know if we're going to call it the good, the bad, and the ugly, but maybe let's start with the good. And Dave, I think that would be the stamps are above five hundred. They're at six and four. So I mean, there's some good news when it comes to what's going on with football in Calgary, right? Yeah, things are are all right here. I think uh, the stamps would like to be in a better position, but they've played. The top teams in the West Division, very tough, and they've been in those games. It's just figuring out how to win those games in the fourth quarter, and that's kind of where the Stamps season has fallen apart when it comes to losses, and, and they've they've been there, though. What about uh, off the field in terms of attendance and community buzz? How are the Stamps doing in that area? It's growing, okay. uh, I would say, Shay. It's, uh, the attendance, at least, uh, seems to me that it's gone up game by game as the season goes on. Um, it's kind of how it works here the last couple of years with uh, the Stamps, you know, the, especially with the Flames in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. There was a big buzz around that, and, and people kind of jumped on board a little later than usual. But, uh, no, fans are excited for this one, and, and from everything I've heard, we're expecting a really good crowd tomorrow. Uh, let's hope so. I'm Morley. Um, okay, let's contrast that to what's happening uh, up in Edmonton. The team struggling on the field. They're really having a tough time putting together any kind of success. Yeah, absolutely. Their record indicates that, right? They're three wins last year so far, three wins this year. So uh, I guess you could say they're ahead of their pace. I will tell you this, that to me, they're a much better football team this year than they were last year. Um, they, You can see that they're making strides. You can see they're playing better. They're in more games. They're making more plays. They have better players, but they only have three wins, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Most notably is, I think, the fact and Chris Jones has been talking about it all season long is they can't string four quarters together. Well, they can, but unfortunately, it's the second and third in one game and the first and second in the next game, right? Uh, if, they, if they could put four quarters together on the same day, uh, they'd have a lot better uh, record. I mean, They've, they've had leads in the fourth quarter. The game, you know, Dave talked about the Calgary putting it together in the fourth quarter in some games. Well, that was the game against Edmonton week three. The Elks led that game for 39 minutes in Calgary, played very well. 
but then fell apart in the fourth, and the Stampeders came back to win it. The Elks have had leads in a lot of games, but there's always one point in the game, and it's usually the second quarter where they have issues, and they allow a team to pick up, uh, allow the other team to pick up momentum going into the dressing room, and uh, they're not able to recover from it. They play okay in the second half, but uh, they build, they, they just build themselves too big of a hole. So yeah. uh, they're they're a team that's made a lot of changes from last year. They're a team that's made a lot of changes from the start of this year, uh, and they're a team that's trying to figure out how to win right now, and it hasn't been able to to work for them very very much so far this year with their three and eight record. So they've got the challenges on the field, um, and we know there's challenges off the field. Like Dave said, it looks like enthusiasm starting to build in Calgary around the stamps. Are we seeing that in Edmonton again? That's been a struggle too, not only on the field but off the field, Morley. They have lost 13 straight home games going back to 2019. So that's not a great marketing tool, is it? Exactly, yeah. So that's the issue. I think, uh, you know, I I, I think the diehard fans are still there. They're still buying tickets and they're still coming. But you want to get the sports fan on board too, the guy who just wants to go to events. And nobody wants to do that right now because the team's not, not entertaining, right? They're not winning games. And to me, winning games is the most important thing to sell tickets. It's it's your best marketing tool that you can can, can come up with. And the Elks haven't done that right now. They've, they've played, you know, some entertaining games, but end up losing. Something always seems to go wrong, and they're not able to, to get that win at home. And until they start winning at home, I think they're going to have trouble selling tickets. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what sport you're selling. Uh, if you don't put yeah. a winning product on the field, it's tough. Um, I need to take a quick break. Can you guys hang on for a minute, then we'll talk about the state of the CFL in general? Absolutely. Yep. Okay, hang on. We'll take a quick break and be right back with Morley Scott of 630 Chet and Dave McIver of 770 CHQR. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Adding the CFL, Labor Day weekend, of course, always a big weekend. No, I didn't hang up on anybody. There he's calling back, Sarah. Uh, we're chatting with Morley Scott, sports anchor on 630 Ched Mornings and play-by-play announcer for the Edmonton Elks, and uh, Dave McIver, who is the morning sports anchor, anchor on Mornings with Sue and Andy on 770 CHQR and the Stampeders sideline reporter. So we're going to get these guys back on the air. Dave's just uh, joining us. Morley's still here, so let's start with you, Morley. Uh, heading into this game this weekend, um, what are the expectations for the Elks? I mean, you always want to win, but you have to be realistic, right? Absolutely. You know, and they made a lot of changes this week, too. They've, they've traded away three veteran players, including a longtime uh, player, David Beard, this morning, getting traded uh, to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So they're going to have uh, a lot of new guys in place, and that's kind of been the issue all week long, uh, or all season long for the Elks, is uh, new faces in new places because of the changes that Chris Jones wanted to make, and then because of the changes he's had to make because of injuries. And there's been an awful lot of them this year for the Elks. So, uh, yeah, I, expectations, I don't, I don't know. Uh, ex- there's 
three and eight, right? Right. Calgary's yeah. Exactly. Six and four. Calgary six and four and playing pretty well. I think the Elks just want to go in and and as as Chris Jones likes to say, give ourselves an opportunity. And uh, to do that, you got to start well. You got to play well, and you got to limit your mistakes. And uh, he's used the phrase a lot this year. We have to play acute football. And and I think that you know that kind of boils it down for the Elks. They, they have to play pretty solid game. They have to play pretty pretty close to perfect to beat teams right now the way they've been they've been going this year and and you know they're not out of the playoffs yet but they don't have much room for error if any i mean i don't know if they can catch saskatchewan now but they got a chance to catch catch calgary if they can win these two games in this in this labor day series which is highly unlikely but there's still an opportunity there so uh you know they have to still keep their keep their their sights high and and just keep playing football exactly yeah Chris Jones, we got to have fun. We got to have fun playing the game and see what happens after that. Dave, in terms of the stamps, I mean, I'm already talking about some turnover with the Eskimos. I, I'm not necessarily turnover with the stamps. What was that, Sarah? Elks, did I say Eskimos? Oh, man. It, it, one day. One day I'm going to get it. Okay, Elks. Uh, with the Stamps, um, Dave, of course, uh, not necessarily turnover to that regard, but uh, a change of quarterback, which is never easy, right? Uh, you know, you've got you've got the legend in Bo Levi Mitchell, and maybe it's time they're moving on to the next quarterback, right? Yeah, it's uh, that was kind of the controversy last week. Bo, yeah. uh, Bo finally talked to the media yesterday, and he, you know, he said all the right things. He doesn't want to be a distraction. Uh, he wants to go out there and learn to see what Jake is doing that you know maybe he's not doing. He's looking at you know quarterbacks around the league who are successful. So that was a big change for the Calgary Stampeders because Bo Levi Mitchell is the most winningest quarterback in CFL history. But despite this being six and three with Bo. It just seemed like in games the offense would stall and stall and stall. And uh, they decided to go with Jake Mayer, and, and Jake Mayer was very good in his first start, 294 yards, three touchdown passes. Yeah. Uh, they just couldn't get a stop in the fourth quarter. So that's, that's a big one for the Stamps. Other than that, they've just been so injured in the defensive secondary so far this year, and they're finally starting to get some bodies back there. That's pretty much the most turnover they've had is just how many bodies they've been having at defensive back and, and at the Sam linebacker position as well. So, yeah, that's, that's their t- type of turnover this year is just they haven't been able to stay um, let's talk about the league in general, guys. Um, Dave, uh, like you say, some some enthusiasm building with the Stamps. Um, how do you feel about the state of the CFL? Obviously, the pandemic has been hard, right? Do you think it's coming back the way that they'd like to see? I think it's coming back slowly. I think they've had to earn the trust back of the fan. The biggest thing for me, I think, is, you know, organizations need to look at themselves and and, and look at how much they're charging for things at stadiums. I've always looked at the CFL as a more family event. And, you know, my dad took my niece to her first game a, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, and $17 for a beer and a popcorn. How many people can afford that when you've already paid, you know, 40 50 60 bucks to get into a game? And, and I think that's what they need to look at as well as they really need to find a, a, an experience because, as we know, younger sports fans, they go – to sports now for the experience. And if you oh, can sure. bring that game day experience, instead of just bringing the, hey, this is the advertisement, we have a football game, come watch it, and you can build things around it, which I think Victor Queed's doing a great job of up in Edmonton, that would be a huge help for the Calgary Stampeders, and I think a lot of teams in the league. Hey, Morley, I know you've traveled, you've been to a number of different CFL cities already this year, and there'll be more to come. What are you feeling? What are you seeing when you're in Vancouver or in Ottawa or in Montreal? What's the buzz like compared to years past? 
Uh, it's it's getting there. I mean, Vancouver has been struggling for a yeah, long time. For sure. They had they had great buzz their first game of the year. They brought in one Republic to play, and they had a crowd of thirty five thousand. Since then, they haven't hit twenty thousand right in their in their home games. And obviously, the buzz is is a little bit better because they've got a new owner who everybody everybody likes, and they're and they're making strides. Uh, but uh, it's it's coming back. To be honest, Shay, I'm kind of surprised. I, I I thought the league would come back this year stronger than it has. And I think it was because they had there was no football in 2020, and then there was I don't know what you call last year. Last year wasn't really football to right. me because you know there wasn't a full training camp. They didn't play preseason games. They played a shortened season. The Grey Cup was in December. It just it just wasn't right. You know the fans couldn't attend the way that you know there was all sorts of um, COVID protocols in place. And I think because they had that kind of stumble block year between not playing and coming back full steam, I think that slowed the the, the return down a little bit. And I think they're having to fight a little bit harder to get back to where they were. I believe this this uh, league will survive and this league will get back to where it is, but it's going to have to work harder than it's ever worked before to do that, and they have to start thinking outside of the box, and, and I know Victor Quee's been doing that in Edmonton. Uh, they've got a new owner in BC who's doing that, I, and I know talking to Victor this week, he was uh, so impressed with what he saw in Ottawa, when he visited Ottawa to go to the Red Blacks game with uh, with the Elks for the first time, uh, how he was uh, so very impressed with their the way they do things, and and I think he got some ideas from them as well moving forward. Ironically, another team that hasn't won at home this year and is struggling yeah. at home, and and so you got to work harder to get people out. But I think the league will eventually bounce back, but it's just taken longer, certainly longer than I thought it would uh, after the COVID cancellation season. Bright spots, Dave. I mean, the the Riders are always. They- got a pretty good fan base there and Winnipeg's actually doing pretty well getting people into the stands aren't they yeah, yeah Winni- mean, uh, the, the, the two games in stamp in Winnipeg for the Calgary Stampeders this year were, were raucous and uh, and very loud and they haven't been to Saskatchewan yet they won't go till the end of the year but uh, I certainly think that even Saskatchewan's had uh, you know some some attendance issues that they normally haven't had and that was surprising to see for the first game of the year you know you'd think the one place that would pack the stadium after a COVID year was Saskatchewan, and we haven't seen it. But like Morley says, I do think it's growing, and that's one of the bright spots. It's just you got to find a different way to tailor it to a younger fan base because that's what you need. Yeah, you got to replace the ones that have had it. Shay, I'll tell you this: like Winnipeg's leading the league in, in attendance, I believe, this year. If not first, they're they're right there, and they've yeah. had some great crowds. Uh, the the thing again, and I'll call back to what I said earlier: they're ten and one. Yeah, right. Yep. Wins, wins sell tickets. That's the bottom line. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Morley, you're at practice, right? That's the noise we're hearing? Uh, I am. I'm at uh, Clark Stadium sitting on a bench <laughs> in the sunshine watching the, the Elks practice, and today I really like my job. I'll tell you that right Yeah, now. well, they're enthusiastic. We can hear it, no doubt. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, we'll check in next week. Thanks, Shay. Thanks, Shay. See you, you on Sunday, Dave. See you, see you Morley. Dave McIver of 770CHQR and Morley Scott of 630Ched, both of them involved in the football broadcast that will take place on Labor Day as the Elks and the Stamps hook up. Then, of course, we'll have the rematch back in Edmonton the following week. And, I mean, I I love the CFL. I, I, I don't care about the NFL. I sometimes watch the Super Bowl. But I've always liked the CFL, and I've gone to games in both Calgary and in Edmonton and went to a Grey Cup in Regina, and I just... I'm a CFL guy, and I hope the league bounces back stronger than ever here. And I think, you know, like like Marley and Dave said, we're we're heading in the right direction. There's some work to be done there. There's no question. There's a lot of ground to make up. The pandemic was not good. 
to the CFL. Um, that's a league that, you know, you look at hockey, baseball, basketball, any of them, um, you've got TV revenue that you can rely on, right? It's not necessarily entirely based on getting people into the stadium. Not so with the CFL. The vast majority of the revenue for that league comes from getting people in the stands. And uh, when you can't do it, it's tough. And uh, they need to see that come back and return. And fingers crossed they will. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when in Edmonton, you couldn't get a ticket to a CFL game. They'd put 60000 in there every week. It was crazy, you know, and that's not that long ago. That's, you know, 1980. So I guess it is that long ago. But, um, you know, maybe we'll get back to that one day.